I wonder though, I've always thought about this. But your parents got away with it, they had fun. Well, not necessarily. <laughs> um, they always say to, because um, they were both the oldest of their siblings, mm. and when their siblings then had my, you know, my cousins or their kids, um, they used to always ask my parents about, like, can you babysit them because you want to go out and do something. Ugh, yeah. And my parents used to get real angry at them because they said, when we were, when our kids were young, you know, like first five, six years of their life, we didn't do anything. No. We just got on with it. Yeah. Um, Actually, it doesn't sound very much fun at all. It doesn't sound very fun. <laughs> and they knew it wasn't fun. Um, and they'll admit it's not fun. But they did it. Um, and that's kind of part of being a parent. You know, no. so so don't come to them and ask them to... Yeah. To, so you can get the best of both worlds. Yeah. It's kind of one or the other. Don't get us wrong. We know people who have children who think their children are awesome. I get that. Mm. But what about the little things? The tiny little things? jeez. Oh, you know, well, you, you want to play video games in the middle of the day. You want to watch a movie at 10 o'clock in the morning. I, I, I'm a big fan. Those who've been yeah. watching podcasts will know that I like watching insanely B, C, D grade movies. <laughs> and I watched a really good one over the weekend, mm. by the way. Um, and I do that when I get up, I make myself hot chocolate, it's about 9 o'clock in the morning and I sit down and watch an entire movie mm. at 9 o'clock in the morning. True, and that's just... <laughs> and it wouldn't be impossible. It would be impossible with children. Jeez. I wonder if, like, for the viewers out there, so in a previous life I used to be a family lawyer mm. and I saw the full range and I have always thought that after I worked there in that area my view on relationships changed significantly. Okay, yeah. Um, where, from what my experience, children and finances are the absolute number one reasons why people break up. Yeah. They, we, see, we used to see it all the time. They used to be, you know, couple were together five, six, seven years, you know, from all... all Different areas, all, and all, socioeconomic groups. Didn't, didn't, didn't really matter. Yeah. And from all reports, they, you know, they were going well. Mm. Um, and as you can imagine, you don't go seven years without, you know, liking the other person. That's right. Um, but then they'd have a kid, and within six months, they. Oh my married. gosh! Like, like it's really fast. I got some baby. Who looks after it? Who's mm. left with the baby? From from what I used to ask them, <laughs> I'm sure you're not allowed what to they say used that. to tell me, the conflict started almost instantly. Well, but who's left with the kid? You know it. Because people would just, it's such an attack on the, on their, the way of life. Yeah. That their life has changed so much. Mm. Um, and then it also kind of flips around as well. And I think this is almost a sad one where you either, a lot of people either break up really soon after the child is born, mm. you know, first two years, mm. um, or when you see a lot of older people actually getting divorced um it's what has happened they might have had two three kids um they've you know they've now been married let's say 20 25 years yeah. um and their last kid has now moved out yeah. so you know the kids i don't know 19 20 yeah. or something like that yeah um and they're now left in their nice big house um and it's empty it's just the two of them. Yeah. And they have not been... It's just the two of them, which has not been the case for 20 years. Yeah. 
um, 20 plus years. Really. So they don't have a relationship together. And they realize they don't know the other person. Yeah. They actually don't know this person anymore. And they, they realize the only reason they were together still was because of the kids. Well, the only thing that it was bound like a, them. Kind of a bond. Yeah. And yeah. I actually see this. It's I, really sad. I think this, this is, that's the social norm, I think. You have these children which become your entire life. And when they're gone, all of a sudden, all you've got left is this other person whom you haven't had a proper relationship with for 15 years. Mm, like it's not a small amount of time. And you look at that and go, who the hell are you? I just, uh, actually, that makes me feel sad. And this is one of the reasons why Paul and I, I guess, didn't have children. Mm. We never saw children in our future for a start. Separately, we never saw yeah. children. But together, we were too into each other. We didn't want to break that relationship. And I just... And I'm sure there are people out there who say you can have both. And, and that's probably absolutely true. And that could have been true for Paul and I, I don't know. But we chose the other route. And we chose, we chose to be around each other instead of having a, um, something else come into our lives. Which has actually been really interesting recently. Mm. Because those of you who know, know that we have two cats. We've had two cats for a couple of years. And the last three months we've, we've introduced a dog into our little family. Yeah. Although I don't see myself as the cat's or dog's mum. I see them as their owner. I don't have that parental... Not technically uh, property. I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I don't see a parental relationship no. there. I know that people talk about the dogs as me, my, you know, the dog has been my, I'm the mum. But I'm, I don't see that. But the dog has taken a lot of our brain space, mm. which was something I didn't actually anticipate. Um, right now, right now it's getting fixed. And... It's in the back of my mind. The dog's going and having an operation. It takes a lot of brain space. Mm. And, you know, it sits there on the sofa with us. And I'm like, this, this and we, we have to think about what we're going to do when we go. Like, we can just walk out the door, obviously. Yeah. There's no issue there. But if we go away for a weekend, we have to now find someone to babysit our three pets. And Paul has got this thing about taking them to catteries and boarding houses. Mm. And I know they're all very nice. Um, and I know they're absolutely wonderful places that Paul doesn't like them. Yeah. So we now have to find someone who's going to house sit. <laughs> so hang out at our house while, the, while we're not there. And that's all perfectly fine. But that's closer to having children than we've ever been. Yeah, probably. And um, we've been married 17 years and we're now introducing this kind of thing into our world that we're still trying to train. Right. Like every Sunday morning we go off and do dog training. Which is like... Like, Imagine that time like football. Like, yeah, you're taking your kids to football. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We don't have to go, though. To be fair, you know, with football, you've got some kid going, Mum, football, or something mm. along those lines. Or you're pressuring your kid to do homework. I actually don't care if the dog doesn't eat that night. If he doesn't want to mm. eat, it's fine with me. You know, if he doesn't want to play outside, I'm good. If he doesn't want to play with the other dogs, I'm actually okay. So there's not, there's, there's a lot about parent mm. parenting that I don't deal with. But yeah, it takes. From, from a, it's a somewhat all-encompassing. Yeah, so from a, from a relational side of things, it has taken up a lot of kind of our brain time. space. Yeah, our brain space. Not to mention, we've spent a lot of money on this dog. Well, that's also <laughs> the thing. I mean, as I've started getting older, I find out how expensive kids are. Oh my god, kids are so expensive. And I, I, I've become more and more grateful for what my parents said. But um, I heard it was a million dollars by the by the time the kids like yeah, probably. 18. Well, I didn't realize this, for example. Um, if you want to enroll your kid into, um, you know, soccer, as, you know, kids do, um, it's like $1,600 for the What? Year. 
What? I can't believe. And I'm like, if, um, what? Hang on. Don't you have a backyard? <laughs> you know what I said to them though, and I find this flabbergasting. And by the way, it is kind of a controversial issue in Australian sport at the moment. But um, all the all the coaches are volunteers. You still pay for the refs each week. Like, where's the, the money? The parents still have to pay five bucks a, a, a game. Oh, so they're also paying for the refs to turn up. Yeah, so like the ref is collecting actually a couple hundred bucks. A couple or hundred bucks. It's them. Just, just teenagers. So you just throw your money. So hang on, this is this is a gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, my understanding pretty much is the money is a hundred percent goes to insurance. Oh, okay. Which is just absolutely crazy, crazy, crazy. It's stuff. a lot of insurance. And so that's that's for one season a lot of kids have two seasons of sport a, a year as in the or they might play two sports you know summer sport winter sport that's one kid two kids you're looking at insurance for these kids as well for their health insurance and all sorts of crazy stuff like you this. know i found out fairly recently mm. um nira um our practice manager who's um resigned recently she was talking about having children mm. and we were we were talking about private schools Mm. Um, schools that you have to pay to get into. So in England, they're called public schools um, or boarding schools. And apparently, when you put your name, your child's name on the waiting list, you're also paying an annual fee to have it there. Yeah, to keep your, keep your spot. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a big money-making scheme. It's, it's free money. Yeah. You're doing actually nothing. That kid is not going to be old enough to get into that school until they're 12. So that's, that's possibly 12 years of just sitting on a database, actually doing nothing that they're gaining an income from. Yeah, schools are a big industry. Oh my goodness. The schools are not about teaching students, they're about something else. Well, I know that um, <laughs> the school that I went to, um, they when I was there, um, they have a parent-teacher kind of committee um, which every, all the parents are thing, but from all reports, it's basically, it's more akin to attending a shareholders agreement. Uh, right. Um, and it was decided when I was there that they would diversify their income stream such that they would no longer ever require a student to ever attend. <laughs> I know this sounds crazy. <laughs> Sounds about right. Um, but they basically wanted to earn enough money from other things that... <laughs> they could run the school without the kids. They could run the school without the kids. They don't need... The income um, from the kids. They don't need school fees. And I believe, according to... Because as an old boy, you kind of still get yeah. stuff from yeah. them. I believe just recently, they've just achieved it. Well, that's um, amazing. They, they now... They own a... A couple apartment block, like towers. So hang on, the school is independently wealthy. Yes, like it, essentially, it, it, it's 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 kind of own company. Does it do? Like, okay, I, I actually don't care about that. You yeah. know, the school can make as much money as they like, but do they actually also do the other thing? Like when I was living in England and I was a governess, um, I had some charges that went to Eton. Mm. And Eton's one of these really, really famous schools in England. They wear the rhyme, they, they they wear the tails. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're not allowed to wear tails outside of the school grounds, similar to your rules. Uh, but anyway, these are polar rules, but. They also have an amazing um, scholarship scheme mm. where, you, where you don't actually have to be wealthy at all to go. And in fact, probably about 20 or 30% of the cohort is funded by these scholarships. So does that school, who is also independently wealthy, provide that? Well, they're still, they're still owned 
yeah. um, by a uh, an organization above them all, which is a purely it's a non for profit organization. Mm. Um, so the money gets a lot of it gets filtered back into this particular school because you can imagine people get teach uh, parents will get a little bit iffy about this. That's um, right. Who's profiting lot, from that? Who's profiting? But a lot of it is to then be dispersed into less profitable, not profitable is probably not the right word, but less kind of expensive and big schools. So this organization runs a lot of um, schools. Hmm. So this money goes up to the top and then redistribute because they can't, I mean, they can't take the money out. No, it'd be like a trust, right? So it's trust. They're a non-for-profit. They can't take like share they don't have shareholders yeah. the shareholders can't just take the money out and things like that yeah so it does get redistributed hmm. um but it, it's it's fascinating it's a fascinating thing but when we think about though like both of us kind of have a similar viewpoint on having kids which is and i wonder if it's because we're kind of both lawyers having children i think is a, a risk you know when i think about what i want kind of my life to be like i often think i kind of sounds really like lame but i kind of just like the way it is. I like what I've got. Yeah. And but is that I, see, about, I see as... I, is that about risk, though? Because I, I think anybody who knows me won't say that I'm risk adverse. Mm. So I'm not sure it's about risk more than about what I know I want. And I know that I don't necessarily want what comes with children. Yes. I suppose you know more. I mean, you you were a governess, so you know... Oh, what it's 15 get. years, yeah. But mine is kind of purely going into the unknown yeah is i'd rather what i've got like i'd yeah. rather the devil i know than the devil i don't and people say they like their children though once they get them i would never live without that's my really kids. risky though people because people... once it happens it's done like there's no yeah. going back from you, can't, you can't give a child back you can't no so um <laughs> wait well, you're a male surely you can no, you just <laughs> you know give it to mum and walk away <laughs> change your name and change your name and disappear and be a yeah. terrible father um live your life in shame um but it's just it just seems risky to me it just seems really like i like what i've got yeah there's, there's a lot of risk when it comes to children isn't there like what what if the child isn't what you wanted it to be yeah what if the life is not the life that you want what if it what if you end up as a divorcee and your well, life's really miserable yeah giving up something it's 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 yeah it's it's actually really scary i i didn't live my life risk-free but i didn't want what children was going to offer me yeah i just didn't see the value in that and please don't give me a thousand emails about how valuable children are Mm. but i think just pushing past that i don't think you're alone in this concept that children are a bit out of what the you know what that person wants but we are a reducing um, society. We're not increasing our numbers. We no, are, so we actually need more immigration. We need more people coming yeah. here with more children to grow this. Yeah, without immigration, we've got problems. It's, I think it's, you know, I like Japan. Recently, it's like 1.6. Yeah, it's not enough. I think it needs to be 2.4. Per, per family, yeah. Yeah, so. I think the, the, there's a magic figure that I learned at university. It was something like 2.4, and we're nowhere near it. Yeah, I, I wonder whether... I wonder whether I'm the, the outlier or whether oh, I'm... I 
don't think so. I actually don't think so. If we're reducing population, we're not making as many many Australians mm. as we ought to be, then how can you possibly be the, no, the outlier? You're the right. outlier. It just it doesn't feel like it because no one talks about it. Yeah. No one says, I actually don't want anything to do with children. I think that I, I don't see intri- any intrinsic value in them, so I'm not going to do it. But how many people do we also know <laughs> that I, and I do feel really bad for them, they've made that decision and, and could, you know, you know, that's their own views. I mean, they don't want kids. Then they get to a certain age. It's like um, early 30s. They might want children. No, they're, they're still fast in it. But it just surrounds them. <laughs> yes, everyone's got kids. Because it does. Everyone gets married. You're, you're at an age now where people are going to start getting married. You'll know by the time you're 30, you'll know more people who are married than who are not. And then by the time you're 35, they'll all have children and you won't. Well, and you won't have anything to talk about. We... we <laughs> I have a friend who she went to a hen's night like a couple of weeks ago and she was saying that she definitely knew she was the only non-mum there. Oh, yeah. Right? Boring. And I made the prediction that it would be two hours before it becomes mum chat. Yeah. And I was wrong. It took 10 minutes? It was 10 minutes. Yeah. It was like 10 minutes. Yeah. And I'm talking, you know, uh, you know, what food is best? Oh, uh, oh, your Jimmy falls asleep within an hour and somehow it's a bragging thing. Oh, mine's in 20 minutes. Um, you know, uh, My one now knows how to go potty and she's only 18 months old. Yeah, oh. and it was constantly checking on their phones to make sure the kid was all right. And, oh, my God. Um, yeah. You know, you, know, you, know, <laughs> you know, it's going to be a, a averagey type night. When um, when you get there, and they already start like they start groundwork um for an early departure. Yeah. It's oh Jimmy Jimmy actually woke up really like he's feeling a bit ill or oh he's just a bit off like you know so not 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 like um not serious enough but I have to admit though and then oh I I think I need to go go home on that note. I would love to have a kid to be able to blame so I can go home early. <laughs> you know? Oh. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I've just had a text message. Something's going on with the babysitter. I have to go. See you later. You are. Maybe I can have an imaginary child. That you does are. That. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. So people don't know. People wouldn't know that I don't have children. I'm at the age that my kids would be kind of oldish. Because you're also like untouchable. That's right. Kids stuff is untouchable. That's right. You can't. No one asked me a question. Though. No. And, yeah, and if you are, you're probably a bad person. <laughs> And I was going, oh, I'll prove it. <laughs> prove it. Prove, pr- prove the kids sick. Yeah. You know? Like, like yeah. you just got to get yourself in to strive. Because uh, uh, the amount of times I've managed to blame my husband, or my husband's blamed me for not having to go out to dinner that night. This is like, <laughs> this is a more controversial version of it. You know, like how. People I'm gonna make go a, on like blind dates. I'm gonna make up a fake kid so I can get out of this shit. Not I'm so making up a fake kid. You just make it like you just need to get enough of it on your social media as well. Because you could prob- <laughs> probably not hire a kid, but you know, if you know someone's baby, because all babies look the same as well. They do look the same. You just have one. So people think you have one and then. Because the dog doesn't make enough of an impact. 
No. I couldn't argue, oh, the dog needs me to be home early tonight. People just go, what is wrong with you, you crazy it's person? It's not enough. That's not it's, it's not enough. I need to make up a fake kit. Well, it's, yeah, as I said, it's kind of like a more extreme version of the, like, getting out of a tip today. Yes. You know, the, oh, really? Oh, I'll come, I'll come. I need to, I'll, I'll be there in 10 minutes. Yeah. Make up a emergency as they get out of jail. Yeah, it's cars. brilliant. I did go on a date once, years ago, years and years and years ago. So I was like 20 years old, 21 years old, and um, I, I had a what, what would be affectionately called a blind date um, with, a, with a guy that I met while I was delivering pizza. Yeah. And he, we met at the cafe, this is in the middle of the day, I was waiting for him, he turned up, he ordered a glass of water, told me within about seven minutes that he was double parked. So he's groundwork, 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 he's... <laughs> and, and he left. Within about, so he turned up, told me he was double parked, ordered the glass of water, and in about seven minutes he was gone. Clearly I was not what he expected. But uh, it's, it's like, you know... <laughs> you should, I'll tell you what, if anyone wants some, some really good bad date content, is go onto Facebook and look up bad dates of Melbourne. Really? <laughs> <laughs> they they post sort of one one small little story a, a day, and they're off. It's just filled with stuff like that. Oh my god, I've got you know a dozen of these bad dates. So that it's, was that was the funniest it's people one. who, um, they they organise something. They'll go to like it. It's fairly not super fancy, but a mm. nice-ish kind of restaurant. And this person will come, and they're like wearing trackies and thongs. <laughs> um, <laughs> And they um, came. They came there drunk. Or they they, uh, they after being an hour late, and um, then had three beers, and then disappeared, and made the other person pay. And, you know, just horrendous stories. Or like, um, they they might live on like different parts of Melbourne, and it's like an hour's journey. And the person's come all the way there only for them to like stand them up. Yeah. Even though the person was coming to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they yeah. just just completely disappeared and like yeah. <laughs> it, go on to there because there is just great, great content. Oh, I've had, I've had because I did the dating scene, mm. um, and I did this. You know, Tinder wasn't around. I did this kind of online dating thing, so oh. I had like you know three or four dates a week. And yes, you can do come across the odd. Uh, uh, banger, you know, just, what do you, just what's the opposite of a diamond in the rough? Oh, it's like a <laughs> don't know, your poo and a turd, a turd, yeah, you know, turd in the diamond, yeah, somehow. I don't know. You look at that because, you know, I've had the I've had the, the typical you meet someone and, and the first thing they say is, Hi, my name is Blood. Did you know I own a Porsche? <laughs> oh, and and you, you, you have those dates. Those dates, those people actually existed. Oh, yeah. I still do, but like, <laughs> they're still well and truly out there. I can tell you that. You know, and I ended up, um, I ended up putting these people through what could only be described as their own personal hells. Because I started instead of having dates at cafes and pubs, mm. I decided that I was going to have a date by doing something actually I liked, and I liked doing these walks. <laughs> I would meet these people at these random ass train stations like Guildford or yeah. something like that just you know kind of on the outskirts of London to do like a three or four mile pub walk 
Oh. <laughs> so, so if they were really boring or stupid, I could just ignore them and do something I actually liked. Yeah, I'm glad you brought this up because I know that. So my best friend, my roommate, he does the exact same thing. I'm does no word of a lie. No word of a lie. He does the exact same I thing. I must have like 20 dates that way. It was brilliant. He <laughs> he'll say, oh, "I'm going to dance." Oh, mate, where, where are you taking it? And he said, like, "I'm just going for a walk." Yeah. And he and I was like, <laughs> "Really? Why? Your first <laughs> um, why?" Um, and he says a couple of things. He says. Um, He's, he's gonna. This is gonna sound terrible for him. No, please. But you know, he's not here to defend himself. No. Um, he's like, I don't want to spend the money. No. She might suck. That's right. And I don't want to spend the money. And it might be really boring. And really you're boring. sitting there, and all you're doing is talking to them. That's what he says. So, as well. Oh my god. So yeah, I started having all these dates where I made him go out and walk with he me. He goes. He goes for a walk, and he's also like, it also only goes for like an hour. Yep. So it's not like long. Yep. Um. I did say to him, oh, well, how's that all going for you? <laughs> that well, what's the success rate? I it's think pretty low. Pretty low. Really? Pretty low. I can tell you it's pretty low. <laughs> now, they're, he's not, he's, they're not lining up. <laughs> so, you know. Actually, it was, that was my favourite thing in the world. I just stopped having, like, date dates and just started arranging these walks. He just goes for walks. It was actually brilliant. I really like them. Does he, does he enjoy himself? Uh, I should ask. You should ask because he should. Uh, my recommendation is he should go places that he likes because if the person he's dating is sucks. just super boring, really slow, just whatever, just generally sucks, it doesn't matter. Because you still had a good time. Because you're still actually having a good time. Well, you probably say, oh, I've got some exercise. Yeah, I've got some exercise, you're out in the fresh air, yeah. you're, you're seeing something pretty. I actually really like that. Yeah, that's honestly, <laughs> he is the exact same um, and, does it, and he stands by it. <laughs> You know, if you, if you ask by him for a walk, then, you know, <laughs> I'm sure they all feel very blessed. Well, I actually think it's kind of nice because it's, it's one way where you don't have to keep staring each other in the face. That's true as well. And you can talk about things that you don't have, you know, it, it's like I spy. You know, you're, you're out there walking. Yeah, you can comment on you can stuff comment that you on come shit across. That, yeah, you come across. So you don't have to make up conversation. Yeah, you can also do that in a, in a restaurant. You can just eye spy on people. True, it's true. But that makes you look like an evil human being. Oh. But that would be <laughs> super fun. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I'm feeling a little bit triggered here. <laughs> I didn't realise I was, I was uh, committing a social... social <laughs> <laughs> teasing what everybody else is eating I, look, I don't know I, I always I, actually that's what I ended up doing so instead oh, of having dates at pubs or it's whatever it's good to know that he's not alone as times past times stay the same and <laughs> it still absolutely goes yeah. on today 20 25 years later it still works and the tactic still still stacks <laughs> up still cheap it's still, still cheap he hasn't spent any money it's so it's still cheap it's still easy you might get an ice cream what I like yeah what I used to do if I was going to be in London um I was going to <laughs> actually really actually quite evil i'm exactly like your your, your fat yeah. mate like sometimes i would take them to walk along the south bank yep and i'd go oh let's go to this crepery it's my favorite crepery and we'd just go there and order and walk away you know go yeah. over the wobbly yeah, bridge yeah, and come yeah. back again or i'd make them do something that they would find incredibly boring like i had these two favorite places to go indoors yeah. one of them was the tape modern uh -huh. and i always like looking at the dagar and uh dagar is the one with the ballerinas yeah. I, i've got one here not an actual Degara replica here, mm. but, and I would bring them to 
on the day. I would bring them on the day because the tape one's free to get into. Yeah. So, 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 I, so I would get them there and I'd get them to walk around so I could look at the at the tape model and then would leave. So, I, would, I would look incredibly, um, you know, highbrow and, and very cultured. Very cultured. Um, it's really just... Yeah. really is just me having a good day on, while I'm around somebody else. With a companion. Else. Yeah. Sort of a dog <laughs> I think that's what he does. I think, just, oh, I think he should absolutely. He just do uh, that. likes walking, and he's yeah, just he should, another person. If he likes going to the modern museum, he should just walk them through that and look at all the things he likes. But look, all I said, all I'll finish with is that uh, I'm not sure he is wooing. No, but you might but find a companion. That's not necessarily um, about the the I'm not sure there are too many companions around. <laughs> but you know, certainly it's something that we could speak about. Yeah, day. well, I always felt that if I found someone I could talk to, actually, that that's nice, you know. And sparks and fireworks can come from oh, another day. I'm sure it might. I'm sure it might. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and on that note, probably we should finish probably say up. goodbye, and we will speak to you guys uh, next week. Yep. Thank you for watching, and thank you for listening.